Okay, one of the major components of of teshuva is is admitting your sin before Hashem, and uh, there is a very uh, fascinating argument in the Talmud about how this mitzvah is supposed to be done. The argument is surprisingly about whether or not you're supposed to get into the details. We talked before Hashem. You'd think. You're going to admit before Hashem, you have to say exactly what you did wrong, and acknowledge, and, and regret, and decide. But there's actually an argument in the Talmud whether or not that's necessary. Rabbi Kiva says that that is not necessary. You should not say the details. You don't need to say the details. Rabbi Shmuel says you have to say the details. And uh, the... The halacha isn't so simple. There's the, there's the code of Jewish law. There's the Rambam. But, but practically, the halacha is sorry, the halacha is simple. You do have to say the details. Uh, but uh, there's still, in Torah, whenever there's an argument uh, between two opinions, even though we only follow one of them, there's still a spiritual message behind the, behind the other one. We may, may physically only, only be able to do one of them, but there's also a, something that the Torah is telling us with the other opinion. So let's try to figure out what these two opinions mean for us in our lives. Going to, it's on an uh, Ascenti uh, PDF. Uh, here we go. The same as after Yuma, Talmud Yerushalmi, move us Allah, Machleks, Bin Yavidim, Yom At the end of the tractate of Yuma, and, then it's sent to you? Uh-huh, it's sent to you. The 630 chat, you on the 630 chat? On six day chat, no? Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. This is about confession on Yom Kippur. Tani Tarkar Fetzach is Maisa Vesa Vidi, Chayvil, Fart Sakhatayim Shalim is Vadim, Divid Rabbi Udim Seira. Oh, not Arabic Shmuel, excuse me. Rabbi Udim Seira says that you have to say the details. Here's the Talmud Bavli who Ben Bava, or another version in the Babylonian Talmud that the author of this statement is was said by Ben Bava. Rabbi Kiva says you do not have to say the details. Just say before Hashem you sin, don't say the details. Then the Talmud concludes with the famous teaching of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, How fortunate are you, Jewish people, that just like a mikveh purifies those who are impure. So to Hashem purifies the Jewish people. It says in the Pasuk, Hashem says, I will throw upon you uh, pure waters and you will become pure. So l- let's skip a little bit. Let's go to Ace Base to go before that. In Ace Al, it goes to many different uh, questions about the language of the Talmud, the technical language. Let's go to the Ace Base. We're going, going a little bit more into the. Uh, Behind the scenes, what's 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 motivating the argument between Rabbi Yudah Maseira and Rabbi Kiva? The Hilla Haven says, "Yishahakim levayer as a time of chleikas im tzarchli fitis meisav ain tzarchli fitis meisav." We have to explain the argument. What is the logical basis of these two opinions? Whether or not you should say the details or not. Gemar muvasal akach chachas am psukim. They both bring various verses to prove their opinions. 
It says about the sin of the golden calf, Moshe Beinu says, Please God, the Jewish people have done a great sin. They've built a golden calf. That's a golden idol. So Moshe Beinu clearly is saying the detail. Rabbi Kiva says, there's another Pasuk where it doesn't say any details. So we have verses which seem to indicate that both opinions have validity. In general, Maimonides writes that when you learn the Gemara, you're not supposed to right away say, when you find that there are verses supporting different opinions, you're not supposed to interpret the Gemara and say, that uh, the Torah says this, the Torah says that, and there's no logic behind it. You're supposed to try to understand what the argument is, even though there are verses. So, so although they do have Torah sources for their opinions, but most of the time, these arguments are also dependent upon some logical dispute as well. It's not just that there are these two verses. It's more like because of their own perspective of what confession is about, that's how they under, that's what that's what informed their interpretation of the various verses. So we need to understand what the machlekes is, what the argument is, and logic why why you should or you shouldn't um, uh, go into details. But Tesis Mavaris Machlekes Tesis explains the argument. Tesis says, you know, I should say the details according to Abudim Mesera. You should say the details in order to shame yourself. In order, you should become, in order that you should become embarrassed because of your sins, you should tell Hashem in detail, I did this. It doesn't you have to say it out loud and embarrass yourself in front of the whole shul, but you're supposed to say the details in front of Hashem in order that you should be ashamed. But the other opinion says, well, you are saying this in shul, and you're going to say uh, that you made a mistake and someone's going to hear you, etc., People are going to um, are going to suspect you of doing other things. You're going to say in the shul, you're going to say before Hashem that you've done, uh, you you forgot to uh, uh, say Yalav Yaveh and Berch uh, Mazin, and uh, your person sitting next to you is going to say, "Ha, if he forgot that, he's probably an axe murderer." What? <laughs> so 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 uh, you may say one thing. I'm 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 sorry I I made this mistake on my taxes, and and uh, whatever you're going to say, people will always suspect you of more. Therefore, you shouldn't go in the details. So we have two components, two valid considerations. One is suspicion, and the other is a more sincere confession. To be ashamed before Hashem. So, which of these two considerations carries more weight? By becoming embarrassed before Hashem, that is going to assist your tshuva. That's, that's something that is beneficial right now in the present. When you're going to say before Hashem the details, your regret of the past is going to be deeper, your acceptance of the future is going to be deeper, because you are are saying the details. I, I was, uh, the previous Shabbat, Shabbat Aaron, uh, 
the previous Rebbe says that if someone wants to say a lie, I could. I, 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 okay. The previous Rebbe says if someone wants to say a lie, they they speak in general terms. They don't say in details. Like I was trying to convince someone yesterday who uh, needed to detox for their addiction. I was trying to convince them. I said to them, "When are you going to go to detox?" And they just said a general, uh, you know, tomorrow. What time? When you say the details, it makes it more real. So, so when you say the details before Hashem, it will make your tshuva more sincere, make your tshuva deeper. It's something that's beneficial right now. It's going to make your tshuva, your discussion, more vulnerable, more real with Hashem. So that's why they say, want to shut the window? Yeah. On the other hand, However, the fact that people will suspect you of doing other sins... That's something which is more relevant to the future. People may in the future lose their trust in you. It's not something which is, which is causing damage right now. It's something which is going to cause damage next week. Next week you're going to go ask Yankel for a loan and Yankel's going to say, I hear what you said in Shul. I'm not lending you any money. So it's something which, which, which is going to hurt the future. It's possible when someone says there are various in, in detail in Shul, people may bring that up to him. And they may say to the guy, hey, uh, the, the Talmud says you're not allowed to tell about Shuva. You remember what you used to do? But if he says his sins in public, he's liable to get harassed for what he said so there's a problem that's going to result in people suspecting him in people accusing him these are things which are going to happen not today in Yom Kippur but they're going to happen tomorrow next week and next month and next year and so therefore the argument between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yehuda is should we determine the present Based upon something that's going to happen in the future. The opinion which says that you should say the details of Yudhav Emisera's opinion, he says, listen, Halacha wants us to focus on the present. And since your truth will be deeper and more sincere, that's what matters. What's going to happen later? isn't going to inform the halacha. That's not, that's not relevant. It's true, it's a valid concern, but halacha deals with the present. Halacha says that we have to go by the present and not be so concerned about the future. That's what Rabbi Yudim Mimseira says. It's a general opinion. It's not about suspicion versus uh, tshuva, which is more important. It's more about present and future, what's more important. Rabbi Kiva's general opinion is you have to consider the future. It's not just about this argument. Rabbi Kiva always says that, that when he, he has, when he looks at halacha, he also looks at where this halacha will lead us. And in general, this was Rabbi Kiva's view of life. You find many places in the Talmud how Rabbi Kiva in the present was able to see things in the future. I'm sure you can remember a few of them. Like for example, uh, right? No, what are you thinking of? Marcus, Rabbi Kiva, is, Rabbi Kiva is there at the, Tal- at the Temple Mount. All the other sages are crying. Rabbi Kiva is laughing. 
he is considering the future, the coming Mashiach, while he's looking at the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Other sages knew about the coming Mashiach as well, but for him, that's what changed the present. He looked at the future, and that changed his present. But it's only about looking at the future in a positive way. Because here, looking at the future in a negative way, he doesn't want to do it. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva isn't about... It's, it's not about positive or negative, it's about the future. In, in regarding the story of Marcus, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, positive. Regarding this, this, this right. argument, it's negative. So it's about the future, not about positive and negative. So if the future is positive, then it's a good thing. It says beautiful. And he ah. smiled. And if it's negative... If it's negative, then don't do it. Then don't do it, right. right. He does take that in consideration of what... Depending on positive, it has to be positive. If it's not positive, right, do it. right, of course. You, you do what what's going to work for the future, and it's similar to note twenty two. There also mentions a famous teaching of Rabbi Kiva. He always said, and he always acted in a way of of looking towards the future regarding what happened to him in the present. He always said, whatever God does is for the good. Well, what's not good right now? His the famous story in the Talmud where his donkey dies and his candle goes out. And he's all very happy. Why is he very happy? Because he says, this is just one chapter in my life. This is, this, things are going to continue. This is also the reason why this week's Parsha is Parsha's Hazinu. Hazinu is called a song. What's a song? It's full of the most critical um, calamities that have happened to Jewish people. And yet it's called a song. The reason why it's called a song is it's because if you read one chapter of it, it's terrible. But if you look at the whole story, it's a story of the Jewish people which is about the coming of Mashiach. It is, one chapter by itself, yeah, it makes you cry. But you look at the whole story, it becomes a song. So um, that's Rebbe Kiva's way. Rebbe Kiva's way is look at the future. Rekiva says, okay, it's true. You get in the details, you're going to feel really bad and you're going to really regret what you did and you're really going to resolve for the future. I get that. However, I'm more concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow and next week. What's going to be your standing in the synagogue after Yom Kippur? Rekiv looks at the future. Rabbi Yudhav Seir looks at the present. He, if he has possessed, he said, Rekiv, next page. There's a practical halachic um, decision that we have because of Rabbi Kiva's opinion. Even according to Rabbi Kiva, you should whisper your your um, your sins. The only problem is if you say it out loud. If you whisper, you should say your the de- details of your sin. Rabbi Kiva is only worried about suspicion. If you're able to do this without suspicion, of course, it's, it's, Rabbi Kiva would agree to Rabbi Masera that something is, your, your tshuva becomes better by saying it out loud by by saying the details. The only problem is. That you uh, may cause suspicion if you say it out loud. So it would sound. So it, it would seem that Rikiva would agree to this. However, however, the problem is it's not what Rikiva says. The language of Rikiva says, "Do not say the details," as if it's not just about suspicion. It's something. There's something else that's motivating Rikiva. It's not just that Rabbi Kiva is afraid that what's going to people suspect you of other sins. Rabbi Kiva knows that it's possible for you to whisper it in a way that no one will ever hear it at all. And yet, Rabbi Kiva says, "Don't say the details." Why not? 
There's another way to explain the opinion, opinion, the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, which is also associated with Rabbi Kiva's view. You always have to look at the, the future. As he raises, has to go to the Dafim, so I'll try to say this very short. Okay, there are a few different levels in Shuva. In general, there are two kinds of Shuva. There's Shuva because of fear, and there's Shuva because of love. The question of whether or not you should say the details depends on what kind of tshuva you're doing. If you're doing tshuva because you're afraid of the consequences that it's going to happen, that what might happen to you if you don't do tshuva, so then it's more important to say the details. Because if you're afraid of the consequences, then you think on all the various things you've done and, and the details of what you've done, the quality of the mistakes you've made. So those are very, that's a very potent thought that will that will make you resolve to be, to make you afraid of the punishment, that'll make you uh, worried about what reward you may get. That's, that's if you're doing tshuva because of fear. You can't compare doing tshuva because of a weighty sin, one of the big ones, you know, the al-chaits, there's some of them which don't seem so relevant, there's some good ones over there, but there's, 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 uh, uh, you can't compare your your fear of doing a big mistake that you know is a big mistake versus, again, skipping Yalav Yavi and benching. It will cause a much greater fear. So if you're doing true out of fear, Abikiva says, okay, so then then I would agree that you should say the details. But if you're doing true out of love, it's not about the punishment. What's important to you is your bond with Hashem, your personal connection to Hashem, so it doesn't matter what Avera you did. It doesn't matter if this is a lighter Avera, a heavy Avera. Every Avera, the most lightest, insignificant Avera, it seems insignificant, separates a Yid's Neshama from Hashem. So if what you're concerned about is your bond with Hashem, so then it doesn't matter what Avera it is. So therefore, Bikiva says, what, what I look at is who, as, as a Jew, I look at maybe... At this moment, you're thinking about the fear. We'll see later on. The Rebbe talks about even someone who is not concerned about doing tshuva out of love. Rebbe Kiva sees in the Jew something deeper, and he says a Jew shouldn't say the details because a Jew has to try to reach the high level of tshuva out of love, and therefore the details are are uh, are going to disrupt the conversation. It's like like uh, imagine in a relationship with a husband and wife. There's there's two layers of relationship. There is take out the garbage, right? There's the details. There, there's the these are contractual uh, uh, responsibilities that people have to each other, the spouses have to each other that they're expecting from each other. Then there is the then there is the the, 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 the the romance and the faith and the trust they have in each other. And you you may um, forget to get a gift for your spouse's and for, for for your spouse's birthday, and you may try to rectify that by saying, "Oh, I'll get you a big gift now." A big gift now, okay, it's a nice gift, but you're not dealing with the core issue over here. You've breached my my the, something deeper over. It's not just that you've got the flowers. That that there's something that you've done that has taken away from our connection to each other. So 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 the first thing that has to happen is the the to address the inner hurt of 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 your spouse. It's not about what you may do for your spouse now. That has to happen too, but that's a secondary thing. That's a more external thing. So, Rabbi Yudav Maseira says, 
let's focus on the details. You forgot the gift, make sure you put that in your calendar. So you, you show your spouse it's on my calendar, I'll never forget it again. I'm seriously going to remind me a week before your birthday for the next rest of my life. I'm going to get a reminder three times a day about your birthday for three to, for, for, for weeks before you... Okay, the Messiah is saying something. Kiva says that, that that doesn't matter. You're not addressing what's beneath the surface. What, 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 what's bothering your spouse that you forgot their birthday isn't the fact that, that, that they didn't get a present on their birthday. That wasn't what it is. It was that, it was that they feel that you're, they're not important to you and therefore their special day isn't important to you. So that's the argument of Shmona Kiva about us doing tshuva. Should you talk about the details of the Avera? Kiva says, don't talk about the details. When you talk about the details... You're, you're taking away from the core bond issue over here. He says, don't say the details. Because not only is there no benefit, the contrary, you're, you're, you're obscuring the bond, the, 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 the central theme of our relationship with Hashem by saying the details. Okay. So this will also explain an argument between Abidu Mesera and Okay. Should we go weiter? Let's go weiter a little bit. This will help us understand the argument in Mishmar Rebekah. In every type of tshuva, there is, as we learned yesterday in the Mimer, in every type of tshuva, there is Yunshama wanting Hashem. In my mind, I may be thinking about, about punishment and what, how this affects my bottom line and what happened only afterward, but in every tshuva, there's something else. There is the Jew approaching Hashem. When I do tshuva out of love, it's in a conscious level. It's I feel it. I want to be close to Hashem. When I'm doing, when I'm doing tshuva out of fear, I, I I may be in my mind thinking more in the terms of my animal soul, but deep down, my neshama wants Hashem. It's similar to I share with you how. Um, the Rebbe said once that whenever a Jew cries to, cries to Hashem, even though he may be asking about physical things, he's pouring his soul up, soul up before Hashem. Like the Rebbe said, when a, when a child cries to his father, he may be talking about various things he's asking his father to do, but there is the, what, what most of think, the thing he wants the most is his father. He wants his father. You say, say, I want that, I want this, I want that, but what he wants is his father. And therefore, according to Rebbe Kiva, that the future governs the decision of the present, Rabbi Kiva sees inside the Jew who's talking about his bottom line and what's going to happen to him, Rabbi Kiva says, I see what's going to be revealed over here. I see that th- th- what's, what th- this is not about his bottom line and this is not about what he, his, 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 the punishment he may receive. I see what's really going on. I see what, what's inside over here. So although he's on a lower level of truth, and at the level he's at now, it would seem that it would be worth it for him to talk about the, about the details, to inspire greater fear and greater embarrassment. Rekiva says, that's just external. I see what's going to come out. I see what's, what's, what's inside over here, which eventually will surface. And therefore, Rekiva says, don't see the details. Don't, don't, ruin, don't ruin the moment right now. Talk about Hashem and returning to Hashem. Forget about the details because that's who you are. That's, that's the opinion of Rekiva. So what's the halacha? The Rambam says, don't listen to Rabbi Kiva, say the details. And the commentaries ask in the Rambam, doesn't the halacha always follow Rabbi Kiva? Don't we always go according to Rabbi Kiva when he's arguing with his friends? 
So how come over here we don't listen to this rule and the Rambam does not rule like Rabbi Kiva? So the Kassim Mishnah explains that um, Okay, we'll have to get the Kesem Mishnah tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Chazak HaBaruch, we'll see you tomorrow, why um, this scenario specifically, the Ramam says, we do not follow the general rule that Rabbi Yishkiva follow, that, that the Allah is always like Rabbi Yishkiva. Chazak HaBaruch.